So welcome to today's Power Hour. The special Power Hour today is around motivation. And you might think about motivation as how do I get motivated and or is it about getting my team motivated? And this is exactly what we're going to look into so that you can see the difference and you have a better idea of what is it you can do as a manager, as a leader of your team. So welcome to today's Power Hour. Welcome to the Power Hour, your hour where you can find out what is holding you back. Your hour where you can find things where you can be better. Your hour where you find new ways how you can lead your team to success. Or your hour where you can have a breakthrough and do things totally differently. This is your Power Hour with me. I am Coach Colin and I am the skipper on your journey in mastering your leadership. So let's get started. So thinking about motivation, I'm quite sure that the first question that comes into your mind is, how can I get motivated? And I'm quite sure when, when you think about that question, immediately something else pops into your mind and you remember somebody saying yet, well, you have to get motivated yourself. It's all inside of you. You cannot be motivated from the outside. But then perhaps you, remind, you remember a day when you were sitting in a meeting and you were watching all these, looking at all these PowerPoints and watching a presentation around strategies and you felt that something was missing. There was this spark of motivation that was missing and it was like you were sitting there and you felt the pressure to do something, like somebody was creating some leverage on you. You felt the you you were afraid of making a mistake you were afraid of losing out and that is why you felt forced to do something that is also a part of the motivation but it's not necessarily the motivation that you might be looking for because that is what we're going to talk about today because forcing people of course is one way of motivating them but what about yourself of course what if there was another way around motivating people? Because if if there was a guideline how you could be motivated and you could have you could apply this guideline on others, then of course you could have a much other effect onto your onto your team. And you could use that on your team because you could perhaps start reading the motivation of your team. Perhaps you could understand better what your team needs so that they can feel motivated. And because this way you might be able to give them what is missing. And if you can give them what is missing on their motivation, just imagine what type of performance you could have from your team. You could have much more performance. You could achieve your goals faster. You could you could perhaps even have much more fun. And this is really where the dilemma is, that if we think about 
motivation has to come from the inside and we sort of ignore the responsibility, perhaps I should say the opportunity that we have as a leader to influence the motivation, then we can have quite a different relationship and quite a different impact on the team. Because if we understand what drives motivation, specifically what drives motivation for your team, then you can have an approach. And you can, you can also say it from the other side. I'm quite sure looking around you, looking at your experience, talking to other people, your peers, your colleagues or your friends, I'm quite sure you can find a number of things where, where your friends say, oh, this is what demotivates me. This is something that kills my motivation at work. And yes, I'm quite sure the number of things, we could create a list of things that you shouldn't be doing, but I don't want to go there. I really want to have a look to see, well, can we find a, a structure that develops motivation, like a ladder where you can take the first rung and then you take the second one and you can see how things develop and you know that as a leader you can do things right. That would be a great idea because then you can also see where your team might get stuck and where you can help them with certain uh, conversations, certain coaching, certain information. You could help them to get unstuck. And if you hang on to right to the end of this power hour, I'm going to share two things that I found that perhaps really make the secret source of motivation. So that's something we're going to share with you, which is something which you don't normally find in the books or on the internet when you start researching this, these things. But um, when we get there, you, you'll realize they will have a big effect. So why is this really important, this thing about motivation? Of course, motivation, you know, if you're motivated to do something, you can have a lot of fun. But in fact, if you look at statistics, and I've been reading some Gallup statistics here, um, they say that worldwide, only 13% of the employees are really motivated. One, three, 13%. And then they break it down into different countries. And for those of you who are listening from the U.S., you'll be happy to find that in the U.S. it's 32%. It's way above average. And even in Germany, it's still above average with 17%. 17% of the employees are really motivated. But then you have to think, what are the other people doing who are not really motivated? And that is where you find out that specifically in Germany, that there is something that hits the news and the research, and that is called the inner resignation, where people aren't motivated anymore, where they just do as they're told, and they get away with a bare limit. And of course, you don't want to have a team like that, and we don't want to have a team around us because it would just, it would just kill us. So let's have a look at what motivation really is. And if you look at some definitions, you find that motivation is the desire, the need, the wish or the want that generates an energy to do something. The motivation is the wish or the want that generates the energy to do something. And the reason why that is, is the way it is, is that if you look at the word motivation, 
you then realize that motivation derives from, well, naturally, like a lot of these words, they derive from the Latin. And the Latin uh, movere, the motive, means to move something. So, of course, it's a movement um, to, 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 to get somewhere, to, to do something. But there's also one other thing that is in this word motivation, and that is the second half of movere, that is this ion. And if you think about your, your physics, you know that an ion is a molecule. It's such electrical charge. And that ch uh, charge is due to a loss or a gain of an electron, which means that ions, yeah, they, 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 they leave an electron or they pick up an electron. And this difference of energy charges them. So it's not only the question of moving and doing something, getting some, somewhere, but there's also a charge behind it, which means that the motivation is a charged movement. And when you realize that the word is a charged movement, then of course you realize that there is, there is energy there, right? And that is what makes the difference. We want to have that energy. That's the passion is there. So when I was researching this, I also stumbled across something that is, um, that is called a manager's employee motivation index. And it says on one side here, which I'm going to share with you, it says on one side, what do managers think that motivate their employees? And it starts off with employees would like to have good pay. They would like to have job security. They would like to have promotion and growth. They like good working conditions, interesting work and personal loyalty to the employees. And they were like tactful discipline, appreciation of work um, being done and help on personal problems and the feeling of being in on things that matter. And then they did the same survey and actually asked employees, what do you think motivates you? And of course, since since the other side is still empty here, so of course you can imagine there is a different ranking here. Let's have a quick look at this ranking because it is quite different. Because if you ask the employees what they want to feel motivated, the top three things are quite different because they would like appreciation of work well done. They would like feeling of being in on things that matter. They would like to have help on personal things. And all of a sudden you realize that these top three things that employees would like to have, they are quite different. And these are not things that come from the inside. There's some things that somebody else is doing, this appreciation, the feeling of being in and helping on personal problems. So there is something that you can do as a leader which you shouldn't neglect. Now let me share your story here, which is something totally different out of my private life. Um, and this story goes back five years actually. We were on a holiday, my wife and I, on the Canary Islands. And um, you can see the picture here with, my, with a silhouette of, um, of me standing here, looking out at the sea and thinking about the future. And as you can see, the shape of my, my body, there's a little bit of the muffin top producing there under the, under the pullover. We had a great day, we had a great holiday, and we were sort of toying with the ideas of what we were going to do with the future. And somewhere one evening over a cocktail, my wife said, why don't we go to the gym? And it was like 
I didn't have enough reasons why I should not be going to the gym because there are many people going to the gym. My son and his um, and his wife, they were going to the gym and my other son, they were joining as well and they were having a lot of fun and they were explaining the weekends how much pain they had at the gym and how much it hurt and I thought, well, well, what the heck, let me go to that gym as well. And I signed up for that gym and here are some pictures of me at the gym and you can see that my my shape was at that time when I signed up wasn't really very athletic these were the first times I was doing weight training because this gym that we that we signed up for was a CrossFit gym and for those of you who know what a CrossFit gym is you already realize the aches and the pains that you can have and for those who don't know what a CrossFit gym is you've got like 10 minutes um, weight exercise where you challenge yourself to, to do extra movements um, with the bars and then you've got a 20 minute um, you've got a 20 minute cycle where you really exert yourself and go to the maximum yes and thank you for the encouragement here on the chat window thank you very much and we've been doing that now for five years and you have to ask yourself Every time we go there, we know it's going to be absolutely painful. And every day afterwards, we get the proof that it, that our expectation was absolutely correct. But the question is, why, if it is so painful, why are we still going? What is really keeping us motivated to go there again and again? And one of the key elements is our coach. Coach Oscar here, who runs these ses sessions uh, with a couple of other coaches. And every time when he explains the work of the day, he asks us any more questions. And there's one question that pops up in my head then when he asks that one. And one day I must have asked that question loud because I said, why am I doing this? And he said to me, Perhaps you have to search inside why you are doing this. So, in fact, there's a certain balance. There's a certain motivation inside why I'm doing this and a certain motivation coming from the outside because what Oscar does then, every time we are doing this exercise and the 12 people doing this exercise and all doing the same thing, we don't all have the same weights because we are we are managing and we're working at a different level, but we're really giving the maximum possible that we have every time. And he goes around and he makes sure that you do all the exercises correctly so you don't strain a muscle. He makes sure that you do your deadlifts properly and your, and your clean and jerks, whatever they are called. And afterwards, during the session, he goes round and he gives you encouragement. He, he names you. He shouts out by name. He says, Colin, great work. And it, I feel it when he's standing next to me and is watching me. And I really give my best. And then at the end, when everybody just collapses and starts to breathe, because during that exercise that takes 20 minutes, you don't have any time to breathe. You save all the breathing until afterwards. He goes round and he gives you, slaps you and gives you a high five and well done and you actually leave that gym and you get the feeling that you have done something extra today you have done something really great and 
the question that is going through my head every time is why am I doing this? And there are several angles around this question. You might want to write this question down on a piece of paper and underline the different things that will allow you to find the motivation. The question is why am I doing this? Yeah, if you underline the first thing, why am I doing this? If if you're doing some activity right now, whatever it is, even if you're sitting here in the power hour, you have to ask yourself, well, why am I doing this? What do I expect to get out of it? If I'm clear around why I'm doing it, then I can find already the first spark of that motivation that I can find inside. The second thing is, in that question is you can underline the, the second or third word, which is, why am I doing this right now? Because somebody else could be doing it. You could delegate this. But the reason why you are interested in this power hour or why you are following up on a certain task or why you are visiting a certain customer or why you personally are having that coaching session with one of the employees, that is where you find the motivation to do exactly that. Why am I doing this right now? And then, of course, you can ask yourself, why are you doing this? Because you have a lot of opportunities. You have other things that you can do. You could go, you could do a telephone call. You could be reading your emails right now. You could go out into the office and, and grab yourself a cup of coffee. But no, you're doing this right now because you expect something out of it. So why are you doing this? Why are you listening to this power hour around motivation? There's something that you could answer yourself that gives you the motivation to do this. And the other question is, the fourth one is, why am I doing this right now? You could do it next week. You could do it in three weeks. But somewhere you feel the urge that this is important right now. Which means that when you go through those four questions, why am I doing this right now? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And why am I doing it right now? If you answer those four questions, you already get a fair amount of motivation for yourself so that you can find the steps that drive you forward. And if you think about um, your motivation, now, of course, you find a way with these four questions to be motivated yourself all the time. Now let's take a closer look into what drives the motivation of your people. Because, as I said before, there are reasons enough for people to be demotivated. And you can't just tell them that you have to be motivated yourself. You have to find your own motivation. That is good for yourself to find it. But telling somebody, go and find the motivation, go and look why you want to do this, it just doesn't really quite cut it. Because... For a manager, the key to success here is not focusing on those people who are motivated and is not focusing on those people who are demotivated and telling them to go and find your motivation. But it's, it's finding leverage on the people in between where you want to focus on the majority of the people who are struggling with their motivation, who are engaged sometimes, who do something sometimes but not all the time, and that is where you would like to boost their motivation. That is where a structured ladder of motivation that I'm going to share with you right now, that is where a structured ladder of motivation will help them 
And if you know that model, then it will help you to get an idea, well, how do I start building the um, the motivation for my team and how can I maintain it and how can I see if somebody perhaps is dropping behind, is missing a rung and perhaps I can take a coaching conversation with him. So let's have a look at this ladder of motivation because there are five steps in this ladder of motivation and they are like the prerequisites for performance. It starts off with the bottom one and in on the bottom step of this ladder, unfortunately I only found a ladder with four steps but there are five, believe me. So at the bottom step of this ladder the question is for yourself even, do I know or do they know? Have they got the information so that have they got the information they need to do that job? Because you can relate immediately to yourself. If you're asked to do something and you don't have all the information around that job, then of course you're hesitating because you want to know about something that should be done. You would like to know why it should be done. You would want to understand the urgency. You would want to understand the context and the details around this job so that you can say, I know what needs to be done. And if you spend the time sharing that knowledge, sharing that information, so that the other persons for themselves, they can decide, no, I know why this should be done and what is what is involved, then you have taken the first step in this ladder of motivation. The second step that you would want to check is now that the people know what has to be done, are they willing to do it? And this can be a question. Well, you know that we're going to change this, that, or the other. You know that we're going to visit these customers as a priority. We know we're going to sell this campaign, but are you willing to do it? Are you committed to work on their tasks and perform them? It doesn't mean you know exactly how you're going to do it personally, but are you willing to do it? Because seeing that decision that somebody wants to get started, yeah, already allows them allows you to give them support around the planning and how to shape up and how to define the resources. But it starts with the willingness, I want to do this. Because then in the third step, when they know what to do and what the willingness is, then they are judging for themselves, well, can I really do it? Do I have the competences necessary to carry out my task? And that is where they go through they look at all the prerequisites. They look at their own experience. They look at all the tools that they have and the means and the resources. And they might end up with a judgment and they think, I can't do this. Or they might feel that they can do it based off previous experience. And that is very often where you can come in as in a coaching type of attitude because you can help them build that courage that they can say it for themselves, yes, I can do it. I believe I can do it. But on the fourth step, when you then have the, they know what to do, they said they will do it, they've judged for themselves that they can do it, that is where they're looking around themselves to see, well, is this really something that we should do? And that is really in organizations an area where things get confusing because there are so many things that 
appear important. So the the feeling that I should do this now, I feel that this is this is my task and I'm responsible for that. That is where it gets diluted because there's so many things that are being compu- uh, communicated that that original priority and the original willingness to do it actually gets lost. And that is where you can make it clear for the people again where where they're going to contribute to the results and how the action are going to play out and perhaps they would like to test certain things and probing certain things so that they really feel that okay it's not only that i can try it and it doesn't work but i really should carry on doing it not only after the over the first test and trial period but really continuously working on it to reach the end but The final one, which is step number five here, which is quite interesting, and that is the final one is is also the the feeling of, may I do it? And you can imagine that with conversations, you can imagine that in questions from meetings, you can imagine that with, with coaching sessions and by the people asking the questions, you suddenly realize that there are certain things where you would want to review them, which means that perhaps they don't, they're so confused around the third one that really should do it because other people are doing other things. And you can help them find their motivation by clarifying that point. You could say these are the rational reasons for motivation, and the other one, perhaps the more emotional reasons because these which are on the screen right now yeah do do the people know what has to be done are they willing to do it can they do it should they do it may they do it these are these are more rational types of conclusions that you that you can discuss but then there's also the intrinsic factor the internal factor of motivation that that is not so obvious for people but when you take the decisions on these five factors and say yep i'm going to do it I've got everything um, I have so that I can do it and I should do it. And I realize I may have the authority. I may, I may do these things. Then, of course, um, people will do it. But then the question is, what will make them continue do it? And this is where I would like to share with you um, the secret ingredients if you like, because the secret ingredients that I have discovered is specifically some of the things that that um, my coach, Oscar, he does. Because there are many people who know that they have to go to the gym. They read it in all the magazines and there is television shows and YouTube is full of it. But still, they know that they have to do it, but they're still not doing it. There's like the no doing. Yeah, there's they're not doing anything. And the reason for that is even if rationally you go through these five steps and you say, yes, yes, I know it, I should do it, I can do it, I'm willing, yeah, still there is is a blockage and people are still not doing it because there is something in our brain that is stopping us to do what, what we could be doing. And what is really stopping us in our brain is quite funny because there is something there is something there that keeps protecting us. 
it keeps protecting our brain from doing things that might be harmful to us. If you think about the gym, that is extremely tough. It hurts. You can, um, you can have muscle ache for the next coming two or three days and I'm still going to go back to the gym. But for other people, they will say, no, I'm not going to do this. If somebody invites me for the gym, I might try it once. But um, the six weeks trial period that you get on this gym for free, I'm not going to do it. And it's, it's like people press a snooze button. Yeah? They try it the first time. They don't see past what is achievable, what could change, what ca- they could get, what their motivation is. They just press the snooze button and they say for themselves, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stay safe. And that is fine. But the problem is that our brain, our brain is keeping us safe from the fear of not knowing how this is going to go down, not knowing whether you can do it, not knowing whether you're really allowed to do these things. All these ideas that come to our come to our mind when we should start a project and we're hesitant. We're hesitant because our mind is creating these images of the things that could go wrong so that we don't do it. And this is really part of the secret source that you can leverage as a manager. What does that exactly mean? Well, there are two things that you can change as a manager. The one thing and the first thing that you have to make sure that you can ensure with your team is something that you know these these big coaches you write them you read these questions in some of the big um, coaching uh, websites or coaching classes or or YouTube when somebody asks you if I gave you a million dollars what would you do and the first bright guy he says well I don't need one million dollars I need 10 million dollars okay what what the heck if I gave you I don't have them but just imagine if somebody gave you 10 million dollars what would you do and the first one they say oh I'll buy myself a great car and I'll go on a holiday or buy myself a, a yacht or a summer summer cottage somewhere but once once you get past those things that you want to buy and you look at that question again if you had a 10 million dollars what would you do what does a question really mean if you had a 10 million dollars you would feel absolutely safe Whatever you did, you wouldn't fail. You would have the same place to live at. You would have your, your, your fridge full with food so you can eat tomorrow. You'll be able to pay the bills. Your family would still feel safe. And everything around you that you have today, there is no risk of losing it. That is what that question really means. If I gave you $10 million and you were guaranteed to feel safe doing no matter what it is you want to do, failing at no matter what it is you want to try out until you succeed, what is it you would want to do? So what does that question mean then for us managers? For us managers, it means that if we can create that feeling in our teams, that they can try out new things, they can find different ways of contacting our customers, different ways of promoting, different ways of proving the value to our customers. If we can give them the feeling of feeling safe that they can try out these new things, 
that is when they will start considering taking new steps. But most of the time, the contrary is quite obvious. Yeah, There is criticism around things that shouldn't have been done or that didn't work. We, we, we view mistakes. We criticize if we don't achieve the results. These are all the things that go around people's head where they don't have the confidence to step out of their comfort zone and try something new. So your task is, how can you make them believe that whatever they try out, they can feel safe when they get started? That is the feeling that I had in the gym when I got started. Because I knew I wasn't good at this. I was nowhere near as strong as Oscar, but it doesn't really matter. I did what I could do at that felt at that at that moment and it felt great trying it felt great realizing in the middle of the session I had put too much weight on it and I have to take lift I had to lift off weight from the bar to continue doing the exercise that was okay I had the confidence that I could continue trying and continue becoming better because once you've started trying that is then where you have the confidence that you can try and you're not going to fail. You might make mistakes. You might not achieve the results, but you're not going to fail. And when you start coming over the routine and you continue failing and you continue actually becoming better because you're not failing every time, you're not doing the same mistake every time, then you come into the second thing that you as a manager can contribute with. And that is you can show your team where the progress is. Because that is what you want to guide. You want to have that energy of trying out things, of testing new things. You want that into a certain direction where you want progress towards the improvements, towards the results that you want to have. And that is something else that happened in my CrossFit gym. Because I could see my progress. Oscar, the coach, he could pinpoint the progress and he could say, wow, you really were doing much, many more exercises, much more weights than you did a month ago. He knew where I was progressing. And these are the two things that you can create with your team so that you can ensure the level of motivation to continue. Create the confidence that they get started and they cannot fail and show them the progress to keep them going. Which means that you will want to take a look at these types of questions here. What mistakes do you expect to see? Because you know what, when people start out doing things differently, which they haven't done before, there are going to be mistakes. Can you anticipate some of these mistakes? You don't want to avoid them, but you want to encourage the people when they do the mistakes that it is okay to make these mistakes. It is no disaster. What are you going to learn out of these mistakes so you don't do them again? See, now you can see, um, you, can, you can see how you can develop the progress. What progress do you expect to see? How can you ensure to spend time yourself and note the progress? This is where you want to spend time as a manager to be there to see what is really changing. What are the people doing differently? And how can you ensure that you, you share the change and the progress you see? That is where the people then feel that the effort they're putting in there actually counts 
even if you're far away from the final result, but putting in the effort of lifting those darn bars every time and feeling your body, feeling the pain and the weight on the efforts but st of, the, of, the, of the bar, but still pushing against that weight, that is the effort that you would want to encourage and appreciate and recognize every time. Because out of that effort, you know that you will get progress. And the third thing here is share the progress and the learning that your team is making so that others who are sort of one step behind, they realize as well that there are good things coming out of being outside of our comfort zone, doing things we've never done before, and even not achieving the results because, yes, these are results that we have not achieved before. So I'm going to round this up with a proverb which you might have read before but is extremely important and you might want to write this down or take a screenshot of this and say slow progress is better than no no progress because if there is no progress whatever intrinsic motivation you have if you don't see the progress it's going to die and that is your contribution as a manager as a leader of your team show the progress tell them give them the confidence that whatever they're doing the effort they're putting in there it has value it is moving you forward and this means the second part of this proverb is so essential is stay positive and never give up sharing the progress you see and that is where the the confidence comes in the fun comes in if everybody sees that my manager is sees the progress, even if I'm struggling, but he sees the, she sees the progress I'm putting in, I'm getting. They're going to put in even more effort. This is the secret sauce. Give them the confidence that they can get started no matter what. So that they can overcome and learn doing, learn things doing by mistakes. Show them the progress. Remind them of the progress that they're getting and stay positive in that field so that they feel that their effort really counts. And with this, I would like you to think about what has just been said and take away one action, which I would like you to write into the chat so that I can copy it. I'm not going to copy any names, any names but I would like you to write one action how are you going to create more motivation in your team? From what you've heard today, what is it that you would like to do? And I've already have one comment here, which I'm going to put into the chat. And of course, you can think about what is it, one action that you have not done, done before. One action you can do that brings you forward on this topic. What is it you would want to do? And the comments coming in here, great. Ladder of motivation. Um, I should check it and do it. Excellent. Because these points, they show in discussions, they show in comments, they show in the, in the questions of your team. And you can respond to them. 
Listening is a big one. Yes, I totally appreciate this comment here, which I'm going to paste into the chat. Listen to what your team has to say and realize that the manager does not have all the answers all the time. So take time to listen. Time to listen is extremely important. I totally agree. Cannot underline that more. And I'm copying further comments here. Seek to know what my employees value. Yes. Definitely. And we have, so to round this off, I'm still looking at the chat window. I'm also looking at the time. Um, of course, anybody who would like to comment this, um, you're welcome to activate your microphone right now um, and, um, and ask questions. I will call you out. And in the meantime, I'm copying another comment here, which is absolutely valid and I appreciate that coming in, which is share the change, not the result. I love that one. You might have already listened to um, a, a power hour that I've done before. Focus on the progress, focus on the steps, not on the results, because it is so essential. Because the results, sometimes they are so far away. And the results always depend on the circumstances, on the environment. But there is one thing that your employees are responsible for that you can always show and that is the effort and when they put in the effort the effort change will come and when the change comes in the end you know that the results will come and i know we like to stay in control of things and it's so easy to focus on the results all the time but progress change <coughs> effort these are the things that we can focus on these are the things that maintain the motivation that the people have and even allow them to grow. So you're welcome to ask any questions right now. As I said, the microphones are active. If there's anybody who would like to unmute themselves to comment, ask a question, now is the moment to do that. And um, of course, they're very welcome and invited. Otherwise, looking at the time, I am going to say thank you for today. Thank you, everybody. This has been the Power Hour around motivation. I hope you've enjoyed it and I hope you're taking away actions that you can take here, like take a look at the ladder again, check uh, what you should be doing, listen to the team, take time to listen, seek to know what your employees value and share the changes, not the results. Thank you very much for being here. And make this Monday your best Monday ever. Thank you very much and have a great week. This was the Power Hour with me, Coach Colin, the skipper to your leadership. And if you found something interesting during this Power Hour, why not just go over and press like or even share it with one of your peers because we all want to be better. And it is very rewarding to see other people getting better around us. And if you have any questions about this power hour or around leading your team to success, just private message me, text me, get in touch with me on Facebook or send me an email. Because always remember, 
I am Coach Colin and I am here to help you master your leadership.